Welcome to the American Cinematographer Podcast. Go behind the scenes with today's top filmmakers as they discuss the techniques they bring to the art of motion imaging. I'm Ian Stasikevich, a contributing writer for American Cinematographer magazine. In this episode, I speak with cinematographer Philippe Lesourde about his work on the film The Grand Master. Directed by Wong Kar Wai, The Grand Master is a kung fu action film inspired by the life of the legendary Wing Chun master Ip Man, who's played in the film by actor Tony Leung. The filmmakers staged the golden age of Chinese martial arts against the sweeping backdrop of China's early Republican era after the fall of its last dynasty. From the frigid landscapes of northeast China to the balmy south, this epic tale of love and war was filmed over the course of three years and was pitched to Lesourde as something very different from what it actually turned out to be. Lesourde explains. In 2009, we talk about a documentary. He wants to do a documentary about the martial art people. And he spent more than one year to go all around China and to meet all the grandmasters of martial art. So when you asked me to, to make this movie, say, let's do a documentary about all these people, but during you know, the period uh, of 30, 40, and 50s. So when I arrived in China for six months, I didn't know exactly what story could be the film, because it's not the way for him to tell a story that he planned like a schedule and a full script. So for him, everything is a discovery. So, so that was the beginning of, uh, of the journey with him. And it actually took much longer to make than originally expected. I spent three years on the film and we shot 365 days back and forth. So the first year I spent six months and later we sp I spent eight and seven months in China. The big challenge for me uh, is to keep, to keep consistent uh, the light. I have to keep a diary of uh, every day about uh, about uh, each shot I was shooting. One set we shot in, the, in 2009, I came back uh, three years later. We shot the scene on Manchuria and we shoot the scene in south of China on a warehouse and Kawai built the set four times bigger. So I was making notes uh, on every shot about where I put the light, which color I use, which light I use, because I didn't know, you know if we finished the scene or not. But Every, every time and every day was a discovery with him about what could be the scene. Of course, he was writing every night after the shoot, after the night shoot. And, but you didn't know if the scene we could shoot for two days, one week, ten days, or two months. The scene on the train station, we spent two months to shoot it. And it was supposed to be two weeks. So, so you don't know exactly how and which scene is going to stay with, uh, on the film. Is, or the scene is going to be in the middle, or the scene is going to be at the beginning, or the scene is going to be at the end, if, and even if the scene is going to be on the film. How did that affect your work as the cinematographer? Was it difficult to prepare for the next day when your script was being rewritten the night before? You need to, when you start a movie, you, you, start, you start a dialogue with the director and you try to figure out what would be the color, the tonality, the angle, the choice of the, you know, the camera works. And starting that way, every day has become a discovery for what could be the scene. So that was a big challenge. I didn't know what was, could be the film and a discovery, the film, 
when we project it at the end. Because most of the scene disappear and, and the way he cut the film make you know what you shot for you know, three years later or, or the, the first year may change and be connected together. And you, I didn't know that. So the main challenge for me was to try to, to make the light consistent and to make sure until the end the film would be the same when you look at it. What kinds of conversations did you have with Karwai, just in terms of color and tonality and composition? When you work with Karwai, it's, it's more about, you question more yourself. So it's more about, you know, what you want to do, Philip, what we could try. So every day is a step, of course, we talk about, uh, for me, the link, when I discover all the costume that, you know, with a brown tonality and black tonality and, and Manchuria, for me, the link was more uh, the clair obscure with Rembrandt, for example. Or when we go to the Golden Pavilion, it was more the link about Clint, you know, the kiss by Clint, or it's full of gold. So that could be a, a dialogue, or when we shot the fighting sequence, it's more about, you know, for example, Kurosawa for The Seven Samurai, or it could be Rajin Bull with Scorsese, and, or uh, ballet dancing with uh, Willem Forsyth or, or Pina Bosch. So it was more a discussion every day, you know, how to shoot the film, how to make something different, and almost the film become more like a playground that we don't, we don't have any fear to try something different. Let's try something. And if we like it, we like it. If we don't like it, we don't put it on the film. The constantly changing nature of the production kind of makes it seem like you're making a documentary, though, doesn't it? At the end, yeah, it feels like a documentary because you discover the character, the tonality of the film every day. So it's become more documentary the way you, are, you need to open your mind. And, but the structure of the film is like a film. So it's something uh, amazing that, you know, the director has the possibility to let it go. You know, there are no fear about, you know, what could happen. You know, we have to let the surprise happening on the film and on and every shot. Had you always planned to shoot on film? Oh, we, we talk about the, the first thing at the beginning, we have a discussion, do we want to shoot on a HD or do you want to shoot a movie on a, a 3D movie? And, uh, or do we want to shoot on 35? So we end up to have the first six months to say, let's shoot the film on the 35 and to have the capacity to make a 3D movie. So for six months, shooting the film, a 3D movie on a, on a post-production not capture, you know, on real 3D. So everything was on the table. Yeah, everything on the table. And after six months, Kawai said, I don't think so. The way we want to shoot it fits with the 3D. So, so it's really, um, Kawai is really open mind about any suggestion. But at the end, he makes a decision about, you know, how the film could be. So how important was it from a creative standpoint that you originate uh, on film stock? I think for me it was important because it's, uh, uh, at this point, you know, in 2000, uh, 2009, uh, the quality and the, and the texture for me was, um, makes more sense about, you know, what the film could grab to the, to the period movie. And I found the scent of the grain and the texture could be uh, fit, you know, really into the, into the film. So that was uh, my main concern. And uh, I chose uh, to shoot with a cook lens 
So to be a little bit softer on the skin tone and for the depth of field, the, the look will be different. This was one of the last movies that was filmed on uh, Fujifilm, uh, film stock. Uh, did you have any idea uh, that this was the case going in? I didn't know at the beginning that, you know, you know all this film and film industry could change so, so, so quickly. So when I started the film, you know, of course, I was uh, very happy to shoot with Fuji. And, uh, and three years later, uh, we ended up to, to look all around the world, you know, uh, Fuji film stock, because, you know, nobody told us that, you know, it, could, it would be difficult to find them. But at the end of the film, uh, in 2012, uh, Kawai received the last full of Fuji film stock. And for him, it was like a sign of, you know, we have to stop the movie because we don't have any more Fujifilm stock anymore. <laughs> I hope at that point you actually had enough footage to complete the film. You, you have enough, but because you don't have a, a full story, you didn't know, you have so many options about this film. You didn't know how the film could be at the end. I didn't know if uh, at one point I could go back in Manchuria and to shoot one more winter with minus 30 degrees. So, so this film could you know, go, go along and along for five, 10 years even, because it was, it was every day a discovery of character. It's like a writer writing a book. And uh, every day, you know, you know that this chapter could happen or not, and this character you know, could, could be on the book or it could be disappear. You did end up shooting uh, some parts of the fight sequences in 2K digital with the uh, the phantom camera. The high speed moment is, is to uh, to increase the power, the strength, and the poetry of all this fight because these people they, have, they know the heart of killing, and the the purpose of us on this film is not to see that, but also to see the the quality of, the, of this art, the, the grace of this art. So we try to bring poetry to this, all these elements. So, you know, at the same time, these people can kill, but we need to show the poetry of these people. Was it difficult to match the phantom footage with the film footage? It was, it was a challenge, but not so difficult. It was, uh, I was uh, to take care of the highlight and the black, but uh, with the DI, it was not so difficult at the end. So we did some tests to make sure you know, we don't have you know, any problem to match it. And, the, and, the, and the, the way we shot it, the phantom, we are so tight. So that makes the texture different already and makes you know, the, the, the continuity of the scene. You know. What frame rate did you use? Yeah, we shot a 1,000 frame rate, yeah, most of the scene. Yeah. The film possesses a very specific kind of syntax in, it, in its tonality and the way that it uses negative space, let's say. Everything is a, the, the way you shoot a scene with Kawai, you don't necessarily, for example, uh, start with a, with a master shot. You can start with a close-up. So the so heart of, uh, of composition, it could come from uh, Rochenko, you could come from Kurosawa, it could come from, uh, like I said before, from Rembrandt. And it's made the decision about, you know, about emptiness on the frame and full, you know, where, where I want to put the black and, and uh, where I should put the face, on the right, on the left. And sometimes you want to, to close more your frame, for example, to, put, uh, to, to make the face more on the left and closer to the frame, that in general you don't do. So, so it's more something that, you know, to make the character sometimes stronger or weaker by, by the condition and the angle and the choice of the composition. So, and you know when we, you discover all this character, 
You know, sometimes the camera higher will make them stronger or weaker or lower. So it was a way to, to describe all these characters on the different way and to lead them on a different way each time. Zhang Ziyi was not lighting on the same way as Tony Lang on the same scene. And same for the, from the different master, even Masan. So, so it, each, uh, each scene was a challenge to find and to discover what could be the best for them. Did you have the freedom to make your own discoveries on set or was it more of a collaborative process? But on set, most of the time, Kawhi say, when we start a scene, say, Philip, give, give me the best angle of the scene. And Kawhi was not coming right away. And it was, you know, two hours later, I was set up the, I was set up the track or the shot. And Kawhi come on the set and say, mm, let's, try through, let's try something different. Let's try something different. Let's move the wall. Or let's put the camera on the top. Let's see if we like it. And uh, so it gave me a lot of freedom to try, you know, to change the light, to increase, you know, sometimes the light and, uh, and the character with the light. And sometimes we could go back to, to this idea or forget completely the idea of it. So it was a, a free, I would say, free collaboration. And, and, and uh, we, we can try what we want. Where did the two of you meet conceptually? No, I think I think it's a collaboration. For example, I'm not sure. For example, uh, you have a scene with uh, at the beginning uh, of the film with uh, Gong Hair and Tony Lang and the brother, and uh, it's a large table and her sitting in, a, in the middle of the of the table. And for me, this scene reminds me of the Last Supper from Leonardo da Vinci. So, so me that that was my culture. And when I talked to Kawai about it. It was an evidence for him about it. So, so we mix um, and the reference together to, to make a common language to, in a, to make the film. So, so every time it was a, a, a strong communication. Uh, is a, we have a, is a scene who is not on the film anymore that uh, Zhang Zi was thinking on opera. And uh, I, I met Kawai at, uh, at the beginning of the day. And Kawai said, oh, now she has to learn, uh, you know, the opera. And Kawai showed me a picture of the Queen Elizabeth. He said, Philip, you have to treat her like the Queen today. So that was an element. So, and it was a modern picture, so, but it was a way for him to communicate. He could communicate with the music sometime on the set. We could start a, a scene with music to give the rhythm of the camera and to the actor, even with a dialogue on it. And sometimes he shut up the music and start again. At least I knew the rhythm of the camera. So Kawai have a different way to, to, uh, to communicate, and most of the time is more to question yourself. For all the time that it's taken to make the film, uh, and the decades that the story itself spans, uh, the characters don't seem to age at all. We spend decades, we talk about uh, this problem with Kawai at the beginning of the film, and because Kawai knew that well, the fact we follow Ip Man, the main character of the story, and you spent 30 years with him on this film. With, with, uh, the idea of or no edges or not to use a uh, makeup, you know, artifact of makeup or not, and it seems that Kawai, um, that timeless on, on them, is more about emotional moment happen to them instead to see on the face what could be, and sometimes it could distract for him. So he makes the choice that you know for him is more important that that uh, the emotion 
could be different. And you can see it's more about the dialogue and the voiceover, what's happened to them instead to see them you know, getting older. So you feel the years more than you see them? Yeah, with, uh, it was uh, light and makeup, especially on, uh, on Gong He, Zhang Ziyi. It was more about how she, uh, she, how she make up and uh, how to light, to, to light her. I know that at the end I could light her a little bit you know, with more contrast. To, to make sure, you know, we believe that, you know, she's getting older. And in a way, it, it kind of contributes to the, their legend. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was an intention from the, yeah, it was an intention from the beginning. Even, if, for example, if you look at the Seven Samurai, the way it frames the people, the way it frames the Samurai, Kurosawa, makes you understand that it's very important to set up the camera on the right angle to make them sometime to make it stronger, and uh, if you talk about the photographer Rochenko and uh, Lenny Riefenstahl, that of course that is become an, uh, an element of, uh, of, uh, of, the, of the drama. There are a, a lot of different fighting styles uh, on display. Was there a specific approach to filming each fight? What it was uh, funny and very interesting for each fighting sequence that uh, it was not only my decision how we could shoot the scene, you have to, you understand you have martial art people, you have 10 martial art people, you have Wu Mo Ping, the stunt director, and you have Wong Kar Wai, and every, mov every movement of, a, of, the, of the fight is analyzed, and, 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 and they look the monitor to say if he's right or not. So suddenly, you know, spending three years looking all this, uh, this movement, you pay a lot of attention for, for all the detail of it. So suddenly it's become a challenge, you know, for the fight to say where we to put the camera to make sure that we understand where is the power, what is the grace of it, what is uh, the heart of killing. So each time you, you, you have to, want to try to figure out what was the best angle. So f for example, if you think about the, the, the first scene on the rain, we, uh, we talk about kawaii, about uh, uh, shape. And the Wunchong, that's the heart of, uh, of Tony Lang, in general, is straightforward. The way they move the bagua, uh, what uh, Gong Hea is doing, is she's going on cycle. So for the rain sequence, we found out that we have to use more the shape and more the, the, the shadow of the people. It's more like a calligraphy. If you look calligraphy, Chinese calligraphy, you, you recognize more the sign, and the sign, it was more the sign of power, and to concentrate more of uh, Tony Long movement instead to concentrate of, of the face of the people. And the fact we use the water, the water also is an element of, of power, and it makes the scene more difficult. So, so that was the decision, and we took, you know, f uh, we took one month to shoot the scene, every night for 30 days. For the, for the train sequence, um, when you arrive on the, in Manchuria for minus 30 degrees and you are in the middle almost of the high desert and, uh, and you have this strong locomotive from the, from the 1930s coming in the middle of the night and you see the steam coming up you know, from the machine, you, you could say that become an element of the fight. Elsewhere, you've mentioned that the fight sequences, such as the one at the train station, uh, were choreographed like a ballet or a tango. Uh, can you elaborate on that? 
Of course, I watched a lot of movies when I discovered I have to do this, uh, this film about martial art. We watch a lot uh, with Kawhi, uh, Pina Bosch and Willem Forsyth. But uh, <clears throat> to try to, to perhaps to do something different in order to see the heart of killing and, and fight and breaking window or chair or, or killing people, it was, okay, we know the situation. If I want to see something different, where I should go? So that, that, was, a, that was a point for me. And uh, we decided that uh, we could find on the art of killing the beauty of it. So uh, the, the fight with uh, Tony Lung and, and, and Gong He on the, on the browser, it could be, we decided it could be like a tango. It was almost like a seduction. Uh, they want to show the heart, but want also to kill, and they want to seduce. So the tango was uh, appropriate for that, and, and to try to see each element could be part of this, uh, of this dance and, and, uh, and seduction. This is also a film heavy with Chinese politics and culture. So I'm curious to know if you had to familiarize yourself with these things as well. Yes, of course, of course. Kawai uh, showed me a lot of document about, you know, uh, iconic uh, photographic, you know, document about this period. And I, I, I read uh, the fate man from, uh, from Malraux, the last emperor, I knew the last emperor. And I went uh, from a uh, different museum in China, in Manchuria, and I vi visit the last uh, palace of, uh, of the emperor in Manchuria. So the history, of course, of the, the background history was very important for me to understand and to make sure you know, that uh, I'm going on the same direction. And especially the fact, you know, uh, I was the only Western people on the film, so all the dialogue was in Mandarin or Cantonese, and I have to figure out myself, you know, you know to, to make sure when I frame something, uh, it could be fit with the a, with a history and understand what's going on. But what is interesting when you start to shoot a movie that you don't understand the language, that you pay attention to, to different elements. And, and for me, suddenly, when you shoot a dialogue scene, I, I was paying more attention to the emotion of the actor instead the dialogue of the film and the dialogue of the scene. So, so my way of framing sometimes was different because Kawhi lets you a lot of freedom of the way you, you, you start the scene and the way you, you leave the scene with the camera. So, of course, the element of history was a background, but at one point when you start the movie, you forgot that. You have to let it go. It sounds like a very fluid way to work, um, being able to make decisions like that in pre-production that you can just forget about once the cameras start rolling. Even going back to your initial plan to shoot the film for 3D, but then in the middle of it just decide that, that all of that's going to change. But I, I think the at the end, uh, I think what is more important at the end is uh, the decision you make technically you have to fit with the story you tell. I don't think it matter if you shoot 3D of, uh, of a Super 8 or HD or 35 or Cinemascope. And you have to be open about you know, the, all the technology we can have now to make sure that it's going to fit very well with the story and the drama. That was cinematographer Philippe Lesourd talking about his work on the film, The Grand Master. Thanks for listening. This has been the American Cinematographer Podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find more podcasts, blogs, and exclusive ASC content 
by logging onto theasc.com. This podcast has been brought to you by the American Society of Cinematographers, a nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting the art and craft of cinematography.